Did you ever think you would make it? I feel I'm so close, I could take sweet victory. I know this life meant for me. Yeah, why would you bet on Goliath when we got bet David? Value payment, giving values contagious. This world of entrepreneurs, we get no value to haters. How they run, homie, look what I become. I'm the, I'm the one. Why did, why did he lose last time? Why did he lose last time? 2020. Why did he lose? Oh, man. So I'll go, I'll go first on this one. Okay, so I, that's such an interesting question. Um, there are, of course, a lot of people who voted for him who say he didn't lose. He didn't lose. That's their, that's their belief. And to that, I just say— That's not where I'm going by. No, no, no. I, yeah. no I, I understand. Yeah. I'm just saying there are a lot of people who yeah. voted him. That, that's their approach. And I just say to them, they did rig the system, but Joe Biden is president, so it doesn't really matter, yeah. right? So yeah. that's where I, I come from yeah. it from the perspective of I'm dealing with the reality today. Okay, why did he lose? He lost because um, other than all the dirty stuff the Democrats did, which we could talk about for a whole show on its own— uh, he was basically missing in action for about six weeks at the beginning of the BLM riots. And this all happened on Trump's watch. There was about a period there from the beginning of June, right after George Floyd, till middle of July, where the president was effectively not really doing anything. And I think that left a really bad taste in the mouths of a, of a lot of, of voters who had come out for him. And also on COVID, which, you know, that becomes very complicated because it's like once in a century pandemic or whatever. You know, he he didn't he didn't fire Fauci. He he didn't uh, he didn't do as much as I think he could you have sound done. Like a spokesperson for DeSantis. Well, that's what you <laughs> I'm just, but that's true though. These are what what yeah. have, what have I said that's have, not though, the, true? The, the conversation about Fauci. But I guess let me ask the question in a different way. Would he have won? Say COVID never happens. He wins a landslide. Landslide. Okay. Yes. Why though? Why does he win by landslide? Because this this I've spent. A ton of time looking at all the data on this. And so first of all, let's start with yeah. the numbers. He came so close, and I don't think we talk about how close it was. And when I say what would you ask, you think Biden would beat Trump? I don't know. I think we'll be up till 3 a.m. I think we'll be up till 4 a.m. I think we'll be waiting in 2024 for weeks to find out what's going to happen in Arizona. What are the, you know, when is the fire alarms going to stop going off yeah. in Fulton County? Because it's going to be right on the margins, just like 16 was. Yeah. 20, and I, I say this on the show, but I think it's so important. If 20,000 people change their vote, 20,000, that's one NBA arena in the entire country out of you know 156 million people who vote in Wisconsin, in Georgia, and in Arizona, Trump's president. Okay. So with COVID, even with COVID, right? Going yeah, on, right. Right. But I'm talking without COVID. Without COVID, he wins a landslide. How, the story how bad is, of a landslide? I, I mean, to the extent that you can win a landslide. I mean, I think he would have won Pennsylvania. I think he would have won Michigan. Okay. I think he would have won every he, state. He would have flipped some additional states. And I think he too, may yeah. have flipped Minnesota. Perfect. Um, I mean, so I think it would have not been and here's particularly my question. close. Yeah. By the way, that's why your question was so hard, just to be fair, yeah. because it was the, you know, once it was like the asteroid hits but, the Earth scenario. But let me tell you why, why I'm asking this question, because, you know, uh, it, 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 for, it's so hard for all of us. You guys are smart. There's plenty of smart guys out there that are presenting their argument, right? Yeah. Here's what I think. There's all of us, we have a stubborn side and we have an open-minded side. Some of us have a bigger stubborn side than the other one. Some of us have a bigger open-minded side than the other one. It's good when it's a good balance, but I think you should still stick to your core convictions yet be open-minded. I think that's a good host. Yeah. I think that's somebody 100%. that you listen to and you're able to... So, okay, so if he would have won by a landslide, if COVID never happened, and he had already fired a shit ton of people, so for that point to say, well, you know, so many people just didn't want to go, you can criticize me. Yeah, I agree. You can you can say this because everything had to be perfect. Like under his watch, it's as if he can never make a mistake. I agree. That's that's a weakness. But but you still would have won a landslide even he did? Yeah. Okay, so what else did he do? The economy was great. This was great. I was over borders. No war, no ISIS. You know, ISIS used to be a topic of discussion. If we did podcasts right now six years ago, all we're talking about is ISIS, ISIS, ISIS. We don't talk about ISIS. If you were to go search how many times you talk about ISIS, you don't talk about it. Okay, so how about we go to Afghanistan and we talk about Ukraine, Russia. Would that have happened? The trade to China, how he bullied them. He got them in their place. Hey, Huawei lady CFO is in Canada, is doing deals with Iran. Huawei can no longer do business in the U.S., 33% stock. So there was so many of these things that was going on that you felt like, okay, we can't be bullied. I kind of like this. And there's no war. Economy's good. I'm growing. I'm doing business. Now, you know, we had Giuliani on 
I don't know what it was. Last week, Last we had a week? live podcast. It was Giuliani and Dave Rubin. It was great because Rubin is more DeSantis and Giuliani is going to be loyal to Trump, which makes it a very good show where we can kind of go back and forth. You know, and Giuliani is, well, let me tell you, you know, what happened with the rig, the like, no, no. I'm like, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's just not attractive, you know. It's to not going to work. Because, you know, when my kids complain about losing that the other person cheated, I, you, you don't get anything from me that weekend. That's not attractive to me. I've lost because others cheated. And, you know, get stronger, get better, do any yeah, of that so- stuff that you got to be doing. So for me, the thing, and I'll turn it over to you, if he would have won with a landslide with no COVID, landslide, there is no COVID today, zero, COVID is gone, okay? Should he not win by a landslide today because America would be okay with his policies? How much has changed between the landslide, take out COVID, than today? So this is going to annoy me to say, but I think it's true and it's proven by the data. So I'm not happy with this reality, but I think it is a reality. Um, You know, I would gladly vote for Donald Trump again, and I think he'd be a very good president again. But everything that you're setting up for this historical counterfactual, you also have to put in there, what does the whole January 6th thing do? Not for me, because I think the media has completely overplayed it, and they call it an insurrection, and I know what an insurrection looks like. I was in the CIA. It wasn't an insurrection. But they do this because they think it's effective with moderates and independent. Well, it was a, it was effective in 2022. I hate to, that's That's what you look at the candidates who didn't win, who should have won, and they were all focused in on the election, and they were too tied to that aspect of Trumpism. He has no credibility it's, today. They did Russia for three years, and they stopped talking about it after Durham came out, and there's silence. You know? I, so, I agree with you, but I'm saying it's... I'm telling you the January 6th thing is going to make it harder to yeah. win independence the next time around because there's this fatigue with people. They're like, oh, so, so, the media is going to do the good. propaganda, the Let craziness the they do. On you. Let me flip the question sure. on you. So what are independents tired of Biden with? What what are independents sick of Biden with today? Let me flip it on you and yeah. just ask this. <laughs> yeah. flip okay, it flip, it, flip it back and forth. 81, let's assume that the voting is accurate. 81 75. million people yeah. voted against Donald Trump. Sure. They did not vote for Joe Biden. We could drive around anywhere in South Florida and find the Biden voters. None of them like Joe Biden. There were no uh, Biden signs on anybody's nope. lawn. There's no Biden bumper the, sticker. I mean, if Joe Biden had a sure. rally, an anti-Trump. If vote. Joe Biden had yeah. a rally in Miami, nobody is showing up. So my question: This is what we were hitting on earlier. That I think everybody out there, if you objectively look at it, is we live in a world where people make up their mind. And I appreciate what you're saying. You have a core set of values, but you're willing to look at the data and change your mind. That's a, not most people. Sure. Those 81 million people have convinced themselves on some level that Trump is Hitler, right? So in order for Trump to win, you have to believe one of two things. Uh, you asked the question, how many people are actually persuadable? Let's say 156 million people voted. Maybe a million people are actually willing to change their votes. I mean, I, 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 like Basically one, the same people 1%. that voted for Bush, that voted for Obama, that ended up voting for Trump, that ended up going to Biden. There's like one million You're fighting guys. over the tiny, independence, tiny the slugs, sliver. Yeah. If you're going to make, I do believe in 20 without COVID, Trump wins big. But I think that the situation has changed in 24 because all of those people have now come in and they have put themselves in the camp of, hey, I am of the opinion that, Uh, Donald Trump is wrong. So you have to get those people to change their mind. Or you have to convince me, and maybe you could, that way less people are going to vote in 24 because it's not going to be as tumultuous of an election. And I don't buy that. I'll put this out there because I've said this on on the radio show, uh, Patrick. If I'm going to challenge you guys they, as an amateur. No, no, go this for it. We love it. If they rolled out Joe Biden drooling on himself with yeah. a blanket across his knees. Yeah. Every Democrat that you and I know who voted for him the last time around will come out and vote for him again without exception. Because they vote, they vote, they vote. look at Fetterman. Fetterman is the perfect example of this. They, they vote for the party machinery. Yeah. They do not vote Fetterman for the candidate. can't even speak. They and do not care. He won by four points in the, one of the biggest toss And you know states. why? By the way, we're going to we're going to lose we're going to lose Pennsylvania again. I have a couple of friends who have run for Congress there and Senate there, and we're going to lose Pennsylvania again because the Democrats are better organized, better funded, and pay more attention to how to win in that state. 
Whereas we have a lot of big voices who are saying, oh, but, you know, we should all vote on Election Day. The Democrats in Pennsylvania and other places are how do we maximize our efficiency in getting the most votes counted legally or illegally. If they can get away with it, whatever, it doesn't matter. They're just trying to win. All right. So so let's let's look at this. What's changed? So we have uh, all agreed here, including yourself. If COVID doesn't happen, Trump wins by a landslide. We've all agreed on that, that Trump's going to win. Electoral landslide, by the way. doesn't yeah, mean it's that, not, like, he, he might not by, have won the popular vote, yeah, but no, he would have yeah, won no, more no, Of yeah, course, yeah, he yeah, would yeah. be president, yeah, is yeah. what we're saying. Yeah. Totally get it. So, fine. So, and we all agree that COVID is not the main issue, top five issue today, not even top ten issue today, as it was two years ago. No, three years thank ago. God. No there problem. should be, by the way, a reckoning. <laughs> I'm glad we don't totally have totally on but yeah. There's not. Yeah. So, so, yeah. so that main issue that we were all obsessed with for two and a half years, or let me rephrase it, we were forced to be obsessed yes. with for two and a half years, that's gone. That main issue is gone. No problem. Let's see what has changed in the last three years on top of what you just said. You're saying, well, you know, you have to realize the January 6th, the this, the this, the that. No problem. In the last three years, a guy named Elon Musk by Twitter. In the last three years, a guy named Joe Rogan, who was a pot-smoking, you know, psychedelics, ayahuasca, UFC guy that was willing <laughs> to vote for Bernie Sanders, says yeah. to save things, you got to vote Republican. Yeah. No one in a million years would have guessed he would say that. Elon Musk would have said that. And now they own it. Now Rumble's creating a ton of momentum. And on top of that, let's see what else has changed. Let's see what else has changed. We didn't have this shit with transgender stuff a few years ago. Okay? So so let me get this straight. You talk about moms. How many moms have daughters? Whether they're Republican or Democrats, 50% of it. Let's just reuse the number 50%. Every other sex that's born is a girl. Okay? How many daughters, you know, are sitting there talking to mom and saying, mom, but I can't beat him, but I can't beat him. I, I don't know how to beat him. Okay. We didn't have that. Now it's front and center everywhere. It's okay. Let him beat it's because if they identify, they can do this. Moms are sitting there, Democrats, Republicans saying, I'm sorry, man. I, I was a Democrat, Bill Clinton Democrat. I'm even Obama Democrat. This shit doesn't make any sense. I'm not a Democrat if I have to subscribe to this. This is out of control. Let me continue. Let me continue. This is me that you're describing, except I'm a dude. Yeah, so so I'm going to continue, and I'm going to—you got three boys. Imagine the mom with a girl, yeah. right? So I got two boys, two girls. You're thinking, dude, you ain't going to do that and embarrass my daughter as a freaking guy. Get the hell out of here. Yep. What are you talking about? What happened yeah. to protecting women? That creates rage, right? And I'm not willing you to allow you to bully my daughter. No, it, it doesn't matter politically. I'm still daughter over politics. I believe moms yep. are daughter over politics. Fine, let's continue. This Dylan Mulvaney stuff that's going on, even more stuff. Education, you're trying to teach my kids about gay, you know, whatever, first grade, second grade, third grade, kind of weird. Okay, let's give the Roe v. Wade to the other side, which has changed. That's massive. I do believe that is massive that we've had in the last yeah. I think January 6th, people are like, listen, I get it. Yes, a year ago, I don't think people are going to care six months from now. I don't think they're going to care 12 months from now. So where I'm going with this is the following. I have a whole different view with DeSantis. I think DeSantis is a stud of a guy, and I think DeSantis needs a different marketing team. And uh, my criticism for DeSantis is not policies. My criticism for DeSantis is more marketing than it's anything else. So for me, when, when I sit there and I think about that, I say, okay, you say a lot has changed, but I think a lot has changed to favor him, not to hurt him. I think a lot of people that wouldn't have voted for him three years ago are sitting there saying, dude, I I lied to you, man. I can't stand that freaking guy. But let me tell you, this this Hillary Ronan lady who's in District 9 of San Francisco board who just two years ago said, hear me out. I am about defunding the police. And now she's crying, talking. Nobody showed up. They're not putting the funds in. We need more cops here. No shit, Sherlock. And she just got off of Twitter yesterday because now you realize the amount of hypocrisy that people, even in San Francisco, Nick Sarah Foster comes out and says, what the hell are you talking about? These are liberal politicians. As a liberal myself, she's saying, these are the policies. That shit we didn't have three years ago. So, so to me, all I'm saying is, I'm not saying you're right or you're wrong. All I'm saying is none of us know yet fully what's really going to be the turnout. But I don't think it's that camp where they're like, well, I just don't think he's going to beat Biden. I just don't think he's going to beat Biden. I, I don't think we all know yet. So uh, a few thoughts that came to mind when you're, when you're sure. talking about this uh, additional perspective. One is 
Um, I shared the sense that January 6th was a nothing burger in terms of the way people would vote until the midterms that we just had. And then looking at the data for who came out and who didn't, there were a lot of college-educated white voters, specifically often independents, but even some sort of soft Republicans who wouldn't come out for candidates in Arizona and Pennsylvania and places we needed to win that were, you know, January 6th and Trump, I think, are kind of obviously very tied together. So that was that was what the data showed there. So I was I feel like I was wrong on that. I was we were making jokes about it. We're like, they're having these hearings. It's so stupid. There were people taking photos. I'm not looking at it for, oh, it's so, you know, I can't believe in Trump and everything else. I'm just saying they ran this game plan. I think it worked pretty well from the last time. I'm worried it would work for them again in the national. Whether that's true or not, by the way, I agree with you. No one can predict the future, and anybody who says they can is, is living in a fantasy. Um, the data right now also, and the polling, the problem with the polling is in 2022, and we got caught on the wrong side of this, unfortunately. I think everybody did. We thought it was going to be a much better election for Republicans than it was. Polling is obviously a little bit sketchy, but right now all the polling pretty consistently shows Donald Trump losing in a head-to-head to Joe Biden, whereas it doesn't show that with Ron DeSantis. So I think there's something there. Again, it's not... You know, it doesn't prove the. Uh, so can the I, idea. So let's play that card. Sure. So let, let's let's buy the polls, okay? Which obviously polls historically have always been right. We have to trust <laughs> the polls. Right? So, but let's play that game with these polls. No problem. Um, if they're right, and you're the Democrat, why the hell are you getting in the way of your enemy? Let him win. You mean? Let, 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 let me let explain. Trump. Like, if you think these polls are right, why why have this Alvin? guy go out there and hey you know let's go do this and because he did this and let's go do that and because he did that and let's go no 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 hey mr democratic strategist polls you guys are so great at it you think biden's gonna beat him head on no problem get out of his way so i think to your point i think the strategy is they know that the charges help him in the republican primary and they hurt him in the general mm-hmm. so i think the the chess move here is the charges make it more likely that Trump is the opposition. I hear people saying that. I and I think that's true. That. And by the way, I love that it agreed with everything that you were just saying. Yeah. That was me. I voted for Obama in 2008 and 2012. For much of my life, before like all the, the Democrats went insane, I was a persuadable voter. Right, I look at the logic. I look at the data. Buck was reading George this is not, Will yeah. when he was twelve 14. years old, yep. and like William F. Buckley, wearing like, my boat yeah, shoes. Yeah, You've I've, I've been the hardcore the whole time. Radical moderate. I, I was a radical moderate for much of my career, but the you know Elon Musk has shared this meme, and I think it you know like it, I don't know. You guys have it where it shows you like uh, if you'll pull it up for people who have not seen it. It kind of perfectly epitomizes my political evalu- uh, evolution. Like, I was very, I've always been kind of middle of the road, rational. I'm persuadable, right? Like, hey, you make a rational, logical argument, I'll buy into it. Democrats have gone fully insane, which is why you're going to love the book that I've got coming out in August, because it's all about, I'm super fired up. I would hammer home if I could. This idea that you can have a fucking dude decide he's a girl, sit out for a year, and then he becomes a women's champion is yeah. batshit insane, right? I think there are lots of Democrats have become What's insane. What's the meme you want him to pull up? The, where it shows like a stick figure standing on had like it. the political spectrum. Mm-hmm. And if you look at it, it's like, hey, here was me in 2008. And you might just be a little bit left of center. And then the Democrats have run so far. Rob, left you had it a minute ago. They've run so far left wing. That's it. That's, That's the it. one. That's yeah. it. Um, and if you zoom in on this, yeah. there you go. 2008, there's me. Like, that's me. I'm a little bit left of center maybe, like whatever. And then 2012, and then like now I'm a radical, like Buck sees it. I'm a right wing extremist. I'm a conspiracy theorist. Yeah. I'm a crazy man, and I haven't really changed. The country's gone insane. And I, I also think that the... Well, who does that benefit though? So who does that benefit? Like for for when you say that... You know, a lot of people agree with that. Dude, Musk would never come out and say vote Republican. So how much influence does Musk have? How much influence does Rogan have? So think about this. Let's actually process this yeah. together. 8175. Okay? 8175. Now, we both know who Rogan and Musk would get behind. Yep. We both know who it is. And it's DeSantis. It's not Trump. Okay? But I do think they would vote Trump uh, over I Biden. I agree. Yeah. 
if it does come down to that, they their number one is yep. DeSantis yep. over Trump. We can all agree on that. It's very obvious. You know, hey, I believe the last age for you to run for office, 69 years old. We all remember all that. Too. Okay, fine. We agree. By the that. way, Rupert Murdoch would be in that camp, too. Right, like uh, he's basically said to Sanders. So is Schwartzman. Yeah. So is a lot of different yep. guys. Guys that the money guys. There's a lot of guys yep. that are in that camp right now. Okay, fine. So eighty-one seventy-five. So the day comes, debate. August Fox is over. Say, boom. We have to pick and choose who it is. It's Trump. Okay. So if it's Trump, we know if it's DeSantis, what's going to happen? Schwartzman's going to get behind. This guy's going to get. Musk is going to get. They're going to campaign for him. The Rogan DeSantis podcast. It's going to be massive, okay? <laughs> Hopefully, if DeSantis have yeah, a marketing right, team, yeah. kind of teach him how to connect with the audience because yeah. the one he did with Pierce was a flop, okay? And his book, book didn't do that well. I read the book. I love the book. But I said, how come other people are not feeling the same way about the book, right? So, so then Trump is the candidate. Musk and Rogan have a choice where they have to choose between Trump or Biden. Yep. We both know. Whether they want to or not, they're probably going to go Trump. Yep. Not because of Trump, but they're going to say, we're, we're doing the same vote that people did in 2020. We're doing that strategy, which is what? Anything but Biden. Biden yeah. Okay? Perfect. How much influence do you think the richest man in America and the number one podcaster in the world has? Not, not enough to switch the election. What do you think? Not, not even, not, no, honestly. Numbers. I mean, so, so you've got to – why do they come to mind, and why are they so important the right is? now? What They're, do you think the number is? What, what do you mean? That what they number? could swing? For swing, not, yeah. Not, what, not very many. Give me a number. Not what do you think many. it is? I mean, in the in the total of the the entire U.S. election, I mean, not enough to even win a single U.S. state. Can you give me a number, though? You think that's small? Oh, I think of the 156 million people who, and, and by the way, 156 million people who have already voted. Right? You think it's 100,000 yeah. swing with so, those two. Th- because so, you have to convince people that they're wrong. Yeah, and, and the, the other part of this is That's that we're leaving out. Don't want to we're leaving out. I refer to it as the apparatus specifically because of the Soviet connection. Um, but the Democrat apparatus in this country, we're talking about Elon. You're talking about, okay, what about Zuckerberg? What about Bezos? What about Soros? What about, I mean, go down the list. What about CBS News? What about, they were you know, there you in go, 16 you know, and you, Trump beat those guys. He okay. Now that was a very specific set of circumstances. I was actually a, a right wing commentator at CNN when they still had those in 20, 2015, 2016. So I saw the evolution there. They completely misplayed how to ha- They were running Trump live on CNN. They gave him billions of dollars mm-hmm. of free media because they thought he was such a joke, he was such a clown that it amused their audience, gave them great numbers, God. and he was so and he you, was going to so lose. So they've been wrong before strategically. Look, they could be wrong again, yeah. but I'm just saying okay. what they did in 2016, they didn't do in 2020, yeah. and they wouldn't do again, which is allow Trump to harness. He people forget. They initially used fake news as really a, as an attack on Trump supporters. They were believing fake news about the Russia stuff on Facebook. That was that percolated. Then Trump turned around and said, no, no, no. It's not about believing some Internet post. CNN is fake news. He was able to do this jujitsu against the entire media apparatus that it's just they learned the lesson, unfortunately, in 2020, which is yeah. why they did all the suppression and all the things they did. So, yeah, we've got our guys who are trying to help. I think Elon is doing more for democracy and free speech in America than almost any other person you can think of. But there's so much arrayed against. And when you look at the way they can even quantify this stuff, even the like CBS, you talk about like the you know, senior citizens watching cable news. CBS News still gets like five million people watching a night. And it is Democrat propaganda. You know, NPR they've had for years, thing. though. They've I'm had sorry. for years. That's not a change, though. Oh, I'm not saying, I'm not saying it's for different. Years. But- All I'm saying is the change of what an Ilano and Rogan were three years ago versus what they are today. And there's a lot of guys like that in the marketplace. There's not just those two. I mean, the, collectively, there's hundreds of guys like that in the comedy space, in the sports world, in the, you know. You're, you're preaching my book because my argument is – Find things that 70% of people agree with and slam the Democrats on them all day. Dudes deciding to be girls and kick people's ass. The fact that I've, I've been arguing this. If I were Trump, I would go balls to the wall on defending comedians, right? The idea that you can be offended by a joke is total bullshit to me, right? 
The entire purpose of comedy is to push the bounds of acceptable discourse. The idea that a comedian gets uh, that Kevin Hart can't host the Oscars because he made a joke about uh, a, a gay yeah, person, a joke, yeah. or that Dave Chappelle can't say this because it's offensive to transgender, like whatever. The goal of comedy is to ridicule everyone evenly. And if Trump could lean into that, if DeSantis could lean into that, find these things that 70% of people agree with and hammer them over and over and over again, then I think you can start to move things a little bit. To, to be fair, I wasn't really, because you, you pointed out, you kept saying it's not different. Okay, but for example, the move even of the big, big donors to DeSantis from, instead of Trump, right? A, a lot of that is just because there's a there's a, a little more hesitation, a little more, ooh, I don't know, because of January 6th for some of those people. I'm just, I, I wish it were not true. I think it shouldn't be true. But that is true right now. That I think is the most reality. likely, by the way, we're going to get Trump versus Biden again. Like yeah. if you told me right now, hey, you have to put money down on the debate. And this is what I would say to you guys. I'm curious what you guys think about this. What's the number one worst thing about Biden from an election 2024 perspective? Number one weakness. Age and I think, being senile. I think it's age overwhelmingly, right? So to so many people cosmetically make decisions on who to vote for 78 year old that's how old he would be donald trump on the stage against 82 year old joe biden number one reaction people are going to have is both these guys are too old trump even though he's far more in control of his faculties and the fact that biden can't even speak the age thing gets canceled out if trump is the yeah. nominee i mean i would just say I, I told a big republican donor just a few nights ago we had we had dinner and uh down in down in miami and they asked me, well, what do you what do you think? I said, um, I said, I will not throw in for either side, either privately or publicly. I won't. I'm not. I'm either DeSantis or Trump, whoever wins. And I'm very open about that. But I said, if you're asking me for odds as to who's going to win the primary, I'd give you two to one odds that Donald Trump wins the primary. Mm -hmm. I agree with him 100 percent on that. And then the second part of this is if you put DeSantis or Nikki Haley or somebody younger on the stage against Biden, I think those people win big because a lot of people out there just look at it and say, we can't have a president who's 82 years old. Like Joe Biden legitimately, could, he, could Joe Biden do any job at your business? Yeah, I, I think it's even more, it's even more specifically than, you know, J Joe Biden, that's the perception, the persuadables, right? Like I'm voting for what I'm voting for because I've believed in the same basic principles since I was a teenager, effectively, and the Constitution and all this kind of stuff, right? But for the people that could go either way or could show up or not show up, the age thing with Joe Biden, I think, could be big. Because remember, Monsters. they're not they're not one issue voters on the economy or the border or anything else. They're kind of thinking about a whole range of things, and they look at this guy, and he's. I mean, it's it's kind of sad. I mean, he's decrepit, right? But what we've seen with Fetterman is that that will not stop them one bit. That will not stop. Well, them it comes at all. down to juxtaposition. If you've got a seventy eight year old guy and an eighty two year old guy, it's like they they've already been around the block a million right. times. They're known commodities. Everybody knows them. You get a young, fresh Ron DeSantis on there, juxtaposition versus an old, sleepy Joe. It's going to be alarming to most That's people. That's why I said trial by combat. The benefit Republicans have is they know who is going to be the nominee. And that's how Biden got selected. They knew Trump was going to be in the ring. And they said he's the less uh, dangerous. By the way, I'll build on what Buck said. We've got such a big audience on radio. You asked the question about endorsements. Um, we don't ever want to be in the position of, hey, you should vote for this guy or that guy in a primary. We're obviously going to be a billion percent behind Trump, DeSantis, Nikki Haley, whoever the nominee is, because Biden is such a disaster. Right. And, and that's, so that's where we really kind of marshal that's what the I, audience. I spent a lot of time reminding because in our audience uh, on radio, we have people who are calling in saying you guys are way too pro-Trump. And we have people calling in who are saying you're way too pro-DeSantis. And they also some I'm never going to listen again. You're too pro-Trump or too pro-DeSantis. Every Look, day. We get every both day, sides. Every day. We're getting, we're getting this from both sides. And I try to remind them, if you're a Trump guy, you're a DeSantis guy, you are someone who probably agrees on 90% plus of everything happening in America today. You're on the same team. You're just trying to figure out who the captain of the team is going to be. That's going to get a little lost during the primary. I know it's big boy stuff. I understand that. But I, I hope that people keep that in mind as, as we go forward here um, because, you know, you, you, what you don't want is to get into a situation where someone is so – damaged 
and and uh, you know so hobbled from the primary that they actually kind of limp into the general right. Or Trump, Trump runs as a third party, which is everybody's well, that's the like, worst. That's you know, the worst possible uh, scenario. scenario which, if, if somebody else, my 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 ideas are a whole different thing. Like I'm I'm waiting for DeSantis's camp to really, you know, you know, sometimes you think you have a lot of time to create momentum. You don't. Their their camp has a shot. They have a shot. But when's the last time you heard a story about that? But he's not a candidate yet. It doesn't matter. You still start marketing. There's many people that weren't candidates that they were branding and marketing way before. So, Well, the book the, wasn't attempted the, that, but I think your point but, about but, that but is... He, but he didn't do a good job promoting his book. I'm sorry. That book was a lazy method of marketing. Go on so many... He, that book should be in top 10 for six straight months if you would have gone... Has he gone on your podcast? Has he uh, talked to you guys? On radio, but not but, in a while. Not, he's been talking okay, about the book. What, what, so let me get this straight. You guys replace Rush, and he hasn't come on to you. I understand you don't want to come here because I challenge all the time. You guys support him. You replace Rush. He hasn't been on your podcast? How? He came on. He uh, came on. By the way, and here's my question the, before you defend him. Since the launch of the def- book. I'm trying to remember. Since when, the launch of the book. He came, well, he came on the day the book released. There we go. And did he promote the book? Yeah, for 10 minutes. I mean, he was on for a 10-minute hit. That's not really. But That's not really. No, I mean, I. you're preaching yeah. to the choir. Like, I, I, think, I think he is so marked. I think he is a strong leader. I think he has an incredible resume. I, I don't know why they're not telling the story. It's almost as if he's not going to run. If you're not going to run, then I support it on what you're doing. Maybe you're not going to be running, and that's your strategy, and none of us know shit. Fine. But if you are going to run, what's he going to do if he gets on your podcast for an hour? All he's going to get is nice questions, and he's going to be able to defend himself, and the audience is going to see a different side of him. How many people like that could he have gone on? You, Megan Kelly. So many different places he could have gone on. No, why don't you? Well, because he hasn't announced it yet. But you launched a damn book. I, I, Who's the marketing team? I, so I think the Trump people have landed so many blows that I. Well, it's, I it's, a one, it's a one-way one war, and a one-way yeah. war only goes in one direction. So far, that's the way it's. Been. I think when you have the resume that he has, all you have to say is the answer he keeps giving. Listen, guys, everybody wants it to be me against Trump. I'm not going to fall for that. All I'm going to tell you is our resume. I won by 34,000 most the first time yeah. because Trump helped us out. Yes, that is true. He said in his book multiple times. Second time, one and a half million. That wasn't without the help. Here's who we were able to convert. While the states were doing this, we went against the grain. They said this. We did this. Here's what happened in Florida. Look how many people are coming to us from New York. We're recruiting cops. We're doing... He just have to say that. Like There was one time I saw a video that we're making fun of uh, uh, The Rock to promote uh, a movie. And he was on 20 different interviews, and he used the same exact line. And I go, oh, look at him. He's just saying, that's what he's supposed to do. You're well, supposed to go say that to different audiences, even if people catch you or not. That's part of your job. You're going to have to have us back in the summer when he's a candidate so we can actually see how, how the it. campaign I'll, is I'd doing. I'd like to do we'll, two we'll more here, stories man. before we wrap up. Pay, keep atta- pay, pay attention to one date. Uh, the Florida legislative session May. ends May 5th. Yeah. 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 No. yeah. So by May 5th, right after that, how much, we how, should be looking. By when do we choose the, 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 the Republican candidate? Well, when is the date? In March. Of when is the primary? Oh, sorry, yeah. the uh, super super. Jan- yeah, the, the, we'll have early like twenty four. Ten months from now, we'll know we'll probably know, who the nominee. Okay, is. so May. That's a month from now. So he announces say second third week of May. So he's got nine months after you launched your book that you haven't promoted yet. What are you going to go back and re-promote a book that you launched three months ago? I, I'm a marketer, guys. I'm not a politician. I'm a marketer. From the marketing standpoint, that's not a good marketing strategy. You don't yeah, think he's going to hit the blitzkrieg this summer? You don't think he's going to decide that when he's actually running as a candidate, all of a sudden you're probably not going to be able to get him out of your green room? I, I hope think I'm wrong. I hope <laughs> so because I think he's got a great resume. And I'm just, to me, you know, you know, when the coach gets upset at Steph Curry one game, I'll never forget. It's like, can I ask you why you're not shooting threes? You shot two threes today. What's yeah. the matter with you? What's the matter with you? Shoot the damn threes. You're our best guy. Go. Play ball, bro. Let's go. Like, the, it's like, shit, you're right. And then all the teammates are like, dude, I don't care if you go 0 for 10. Yep. You're the best three-point shooter. Go. Let's roll. That's the part where it's like, this is a phenomenal candidate. You have an incredible resume coming from the biggest shit show for two and a half years, and you came up above everybody. There's not a governor that's above him in America during COVID with all the manipulation. Everybody targeting his ass. He stood out. The more you wait... The more those stories are gone. What are we doing? Like, who the hell is going out there speaking for you? 
Who's going out there selling this stuff for you? My my frustration is a complete different frustration. Can I tell you it's got what, nothing to do with policy. One, one quick thing. I know you want to get to the Elon thing. I just would say there are a lot of people that I think would speak out about that stuff on the right, and they are afraid of Trump. They're afraid of yeah. their but, but you know, but then you don't then I mean, you should you, fire you yourself. Just, you dismiss no, then but I'm you saying you're quit. asking why then, is then that more those people, That's- if there are people like that, you should resign. Because if you're doing this type of stuff, you know, I'll never forget this. There was a uh, a, a book I read, business book, and I could, I wish I want to give this guy credit. I don't know who wrote it. When I found that, I'm gonna give the credit. When you're coming up, you always have these two or three names that you think you need because without them, you're never going to be as big as you. You know, you're doing a show. Oh my God, if we land that interview, oh my God, if we raise money from that guy, oh my God, if it was a... listen, man, you think you need that one interview, that one guest, that one ever to validate you? If you're good enough and you're fair with your audience and you're straight up, and there's a part of you that respects the audience, but there's a part of you that's not going to cave into your audience trashing you because you don't say what they want you to say i'm not doing that bro this is what i believe you don't like it go talk to somebody else that you think you're gonna agree with 100 percent of the time that's not my ass to the people that are afraid of that they should quit today because they don't belong in the journalistic world talk shit to both sides give your opinion support give your values and principles and then from there on see what happens defend your values and principles i'm very open about the values and principles i defend you guys got the top show radio I'm sorry, guys. I'm. I'm I, you, from you're a, preaching to the choir. Yeah, I would. I'm, I would call into our show unscheduled all the time to talk for five to seven minutes. And you know who did that? This guy named Donald. Yeah, he did that all the time. This guy best, named Donald. Best story I've got for Trump. Yeah. Really quickly. First time I had him on the radio show. He's president of the United States. He called the show himself. You guys know the PR apparatus that exists for like low-level non-entities. He would call the show himself and come on. You call that a hustler. That's what you call that. And you know what? I respect the hustle. He's a marketer. Yeah. And and yeah. by the way, you're going against a marketer. Yep. You're going against a marketer. You ain't going against. You beat him. You could beat the other guy. It's a, it's almost like, you know how sometimes there's an NBA championship and you're like, this ain't a freaking championship. Nobody watches it because the championship was the Eastern Conference yep. Finals. What the hell are we doing here? You beat the Eastern Conference Final, you could win it all and get a chip today. There's a lot could change between now and five years from now, four years from now. So I don't know. I'm, I'm my 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 level of uh, frustration is that you think you have more time than you actually have. Where is the sense of urgency? Where where is that? The, where, where's the sense of urgency with that? The comparison though to understanding the no one has understood the media and been the same kind of force that Donald Trump has been. That's your opponent. Period. So that no, means, I, yeah. so you know what that means though. Here's what you that means. Game, you know, you yeah. know what I do. This is what I do from from uh, the Sentences camp. Hey Schwartzman, you really support us? Yes. Who's the best marketer? You know, we want to meet with them. Hey X Y Z Musk, you support us? Yes. Who's the best marketer we can hire for the next two years? Are you willing to help us uh, find that guy? And you don't think Musk knows that? Or David Sachs knows that guy? Or Rogan has these calls? Bro, let's use our contact to put a super-ass team together to play ball. And I guarantee you, if you hired a super team to to work with you, if you, some people may say, well, maybe he's done that. Nobody knows about it. Really? You think the super team would have allowed the book to do what it did? I don't think so. I think it would have been a completely different story. Again, to me, he's president, Trump's president, we're fine because we need somebody that's strong to fight off against all the bullshit that's going on in the world today. This is not a picking favorites. This is about the the more both sides are fighting their arguments in a better way, we have a better chance of having somebody when I just don't see them playing offense. It's disappointing. But again, I may be wrong. I'm not a political strategist. I'm a pure marketer. And a strategist from the sense of business point, not from when I'm competing with different people in the insurance space, I have to figure out a way what that guy's strength is, what my weakness is, what his weakness is, what my strength is. These are not complicated conversations to be having. So I just don't know who they're hiring behind closed doors. Hey, Musk, you really want me to win? I need your help. You don't think Musk would help him? Do you think they've had that meeting before? I hope they have. Do you think they're having, he's coming to Miami, Musk, end of the month. I hope he's meeting with DeSantis. Have they had these meetings? Has he sat down with Rogan? Is he having these conversations with Schwartzman? Maybe they are, maybe they're not. But they have access to these people to hire. So if you really want me, show up. 
show up. Give me some of those guys. You asked the question, what 2024, what's going to matter the most? I think the most normal candidate will win. I think the thing that the country wants is normalcy. Well, we wanted that in 2020. And, well, yeah. Biden sold that he would bring normalcy. That's right. He's failed. This is And the, the, the problem we face against Biden, I tell the audience this every time we're discussing what we're facing in 2024, is that the Joe Biden that you are going to be running against in the general election is not the Joe Biden who has been governing, meaning he's going to be the guy. He's like, oh, he's like, I love police. Police are great. You know, I love cops. Yeah, we're going to make you safe. He's going to do all the stuff that you're seeing from the actual Democrat Party in terms of governance, legislation they want. That will be largely pushed aside. And Joe Biden, the cuddly old grandpa that everyone knows is, you know, just down the middle and a straight shooter. That's who you're running against. It's a it's a. What are the most uh, important uh, states to win for Biden and Trump? For uh, the Arizona, Arizona, Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Perfect. Georgia. Okay, so t- take those four. Let's just say four sure. or five, right? Has DeSantis done a book tour in those places, even pre-announcing? Uh, I don't. I don't. He know was just know. up in Michigan. I know that. I mean, to your point, I would go ahead and say, pick a, a VP candidate and take one of those states off the board. Like to me, if I were DeSantis. I'd, I'm part of my launch, I'd be like, I'm taking yeah, Brian and, Kemp. And I'm going to tell you this right now. When you see when it's announced, Trump is going to pick somebody that Trump likes and not somebody that necessarily is going to help deliver the election for him in 2024 because that's just how he thinks. Let's do one last story because I know you guys got a, we got a hard stop here. So Riley Gaines rips Nike for partnership with trans influencer Dylan Mulvaney. They can't forget taking my money. Former University of Kentucky swimmer. Riley Gaines criticized Nike's decision to make transgender influencer Dylan Mulvaney a spokesperson, stating that the mockery Mulvaney deals deal makes of women is incredibly degrading and that Nike can forget taking uh, my money. Gaines uh, recently experienced physical assault after speech she gave at San Francisco State University about saving women's sports at a Turning Point USA and Leadership Institute event on campus. She accused Fox feminists of uh, being... Uh, uh, scared uh, uh, to act after the incident and campus police of being terrified to do their job as they did not want to be accused of being racist for protecting Gaines, who is white. What are your thoughts about the story of Nike? Not surprising at all that there's been such a backlash to it. When you think about how crazy this is, they're having a man with no breasts try to sell sports bras but more than that, uh, which you would just think the basic physics and, and physicality would matter more. The, the bigger point I think you're seeing is what I've been I've been saying on the show for a long time. People understand transgender. So 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 just defund the police isn't really about defunding the police. Defund police is actually a step if you listen to the true hardcore left in abolition of police. So that's the actual position. Defund is always a step on the way. They want to get rid of all police departments and actually all prisons. So it's crazy, but that's the belief. The real belief of transgenderism is not that these are people who, you know, are deserving of, of dignity and to be treated. That's, that's, a, that's a given, right? Any moral person is going to treat a person with dignity and kindness and, and have the full protection of the law. Uh, and their position isn't just to be polite to them. It is this is a woman, indistinguishable in all facets, in every way from other women. They are demanding that you obey and believe a lie an obvious and objective lie, and anything short of your belief in that lie will always be unacceptable. This is why they have the women can, uh, men can get pregnant too, and men can menstruate and all these things. They're not just saying this because they're trying to create language that's confusing. They're saying it because a man with a penis through transgender ideology, and it is purely, it is not about people who are intersex, it is purely about a psychological state, can become fully female. And I've even said this to Clay. They've started to say, if you are a heterosexual male and you are not attracted to transgender people, a transgender woman, for example, uh, you are transphobic. That has started to happen because that is actually... So ridiculous. That is guys, actual I'm sorry belief. I've been so emotional today. I just got my period. And, you know, things, <laughs> thank God I just got a tampon, uh, Tampax uh, sponsorship. Thank I, you for that. I, I look at this, and this is where I came from the world of sports. And this, to me, is something that sports is the ultimate meritocracy. It's the best man or woman or woman. And so you guys know, I mean, you were at the UFC event, right? We have weight classes in UFC. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you play high school sports, the the biggest high schools don't compete against the smallest high schools. I coach 12-year-old you know, youth basketball and baseball. If I suddenly showed up with a 16-year-old to play, everybody would say this is ridiculous. This is a 70-30, 80-20 issue. And I think this is an example of something where 
I said the goal is normalcy. This ain't normal, mm-hmm. okay? And they're trying to make it seem normal. And this, I'm sure you guys have seen it. You, you know from a marketing perspective. If Nike was making, see, this is where Kaepernick ties in to me with this story. Colin Kaepernick was the first person in sports that Nike hired and tried to give an endorsement deal to that was not elite in his sport. Now they have moved into, we're just going to grab random fake chicks and make them try to sell gear. If Nike came out and they said, hey, Clay and Buck, you guys have the biggest radio show in the country. We want to advertise with you. Simultaneously, we want to advertise to the trans community. Like we're trying to appeal to 100% of the population. I would nod my head and say, okay. They would never buy our uh, an advertisement on the Clay and Buck show, right? No, but we're too will, we're too toxic. We're the too, guy who pretends he's a woman and has a sports bra for no reason is brand perfect for yes. You. Yeah. And so I think it's it's indicative of how crazy that that analogy again that little graphic of where we've gone in 2008. If you had said if Barack Obama had run for president and said I think chicks with dicks should be able to compete against women. People would have said it's crazy. People forgot Barack Obama wasn't opposed to gay marriage in 08, right? He ran on... We the videos never, everywhere. You can find the interview. We would, yeah. he, he ran on we should never change the marital standard. It's crazy. That's just 15 years ago. Yeah. 2008. You want to blow people's mind. 2008 Obama would be a Republican campaign now. <laughs> on many issues, 2008... Clay says that. I always say that's 2008, not true. <laughs> 2008... <laughs> No. 2008 Obama on like would a be, few issues would be a Republican because the left has gone so far left. But, okay, uh, he can we social. do the Musk thing before we wrap yeah, yeah. up? Let's do the Musk clip real quick before we wrap up. Uh, play the two minute one, not the four minute one. There's two of them. Yeah, that one right there. Perfect. Let's let's. So this is Elon Musk sitting down with BBC reporter. I think his name is James Clayton, and it starts with the BBC guy interviewing Elon. It flips very quickly. They're doing Twitter Spaces at the same time. Smart on Elon Musk's side, so they can't cut. And not play all the clips. Here's yeah. uh, here's Musk and Clayton. Content you don't like or or hateful? What do you mean to describe a hateful thing? Yeah, I mean you know just content that will solicit a, a reaction, something that may include something that is slightly racist or slightly sexist. Those kinds of those kinds of things. So you think if I'm, something is slightly sexist, it should be banned? I, no, is that I'm what not, you're saying? I'm not saying anything. I'm saying. Well, I'm just curious. What you, I'm, just, I'm trying to understand what you mean by hateful con- content. I'm asking for specific examples, um, and if and you just said that if something is slightly sexist, that's hateful content. Does that mean that it should be banned? Well, you've asked me. You've asked me whether my feed, whether it's got less or more. It, I'd say it's got slightly more. That's why I'm asking for examples. Can, right. you, can you name one example? <laughs> I, I honestly don't. Use, I, I, honestly, I you don't can't name I, a single example. I'll tell you why. Because I don't actually use that for you feed anymore. Because I, I just don't particularly like it. But you said actually, a lot of people. A lot of people are quite similar. I, I, I only. Well, I only look well, at hang my, on a second. You said you've seen more hateful content, but you can't name a single example. Not even one. I'm not sure I've used that feed for the last three or four wow. weeks. And I, well, I, then I, how did you see the hateful content? content? Because I've been, I've been using, I've been using Twitter since you've taken it over for the last six months. Okay, so then you must have at some point seen the you, for you hateful content. I'm asking for one example. Right, and you I, can't I, give a single one. And, and, and I'm saying, I've, I, then I, I say, sir, that you don't know what you're talking about. Really. <laughs> yes, we because go. you can't give me a single example of hateful con- content, not even one tweet, and yet you claimed that the hateful content was high. Well, that's a false. No, what I claimed. You just lied. What no, no. What I claimed was uh, there are many uh, organizations that say that that kind of information is on the rise. Now, whether whether it has on my feed or not. I mean, right. And you can look at someone like the the, uh, Strategic Dialogue uh, Institute in the the UK. They will say that. So look, people will say all sorts of nonsense. I'm literally asking for a single example, and you can't name one. Right, and as as I already said, I don't use that feed. But let's, well, then how let, would you know? Then, that I don't you, think this is getting anywhere. You literally said you experienced more hateful content, and then couldn't name a single example. Right, and as I said, I that's absurd. I haven't I haven't actually looked at that feed. Then how would you know this hateful content? Because I'm saying that's what I He's saw a few weeks me, ago. Uh, I can't yes. give you an exact example. Let's move on. We I have, love we that. Have yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's move on. on. <laughs> Let's move that's, on. That's, so you get knocked out, and you're like, hey, let's go ahead and uh, let, let's, <laughs> let's, let's, let's end this Nothing fight now that I'm here. on the canvas. Uh, no, that's the dissection of a media talking point in real time. It was pretty amazing to I, see. I, my I reaction think. is, one, you kind of hinted at this before. I don't know why any person 
would agree to anything that is not going to be aired in its entirety who is in a prominent position. In other words, if you want to interview me, that's fine. The whole thing has to air. And then people can listen to the whole thing in context. The fact that, you know, a Trump would still sit and allow anybody to interview him. Like, you're a super busy guy. And I would say the same thing to Sanders or anybody else. You want me for an hour? Boom. We're talking for the entire hour and it all goes public. And I'm bringing my own crew to record it because if you try to cut and paste what I said, I won't allow that. And I think this is what you get. I think that's what people crave, that authenticity, because so much of what we are marinated in on a day-to-day basis is total bullshit. So, And people cut through it and they recognize it. The left is much better at molding words for political purposes than we are. They're constantly changing and policing language to that end. When they say hateful, what they want is for people to think that they're talking about hate speech. And what they really mean by hateful is anything that I don't like, anything that bothers me, anything that challenges my assumptions. I'm going to label that hateful and then have in the minds of a lot of people some association with, oh, it must be like really ugly, racist, sexist. You know, that's that's hateful. No, I mean, saying like maybe we should actually enforce immigration law at the U.S.-Mexico border like that, they would consider to be utterly hateful. I mean, there, there are things that that they uh, would put in that bucket that I think no normal person would ever consider to be hateful, but that's the whole point. They want to be able to control the I think the, there was the one word that that, uh, that journalist used that completely ruined his argument, as when he started using the word, well, slightly misogynistic, <laughs> yeah, yeah. slightly transphobic. He's like, so now slightly is hateful. And, and then Elon Musk just pounced on that. It, wasn't, it was over from I there. also think the number of people who say, some would say, so, you know, like some people say, people say, some people, people say. are saying that's, yeah. the, that's the people are that's saying many people, probably the best. I know yeah. that one. There, probably, probably, that's he's... when the person hasn't done their homework because he could have easily said he could have cited two or three different like organizations and then Musk would have had to attack the organizations. But when he doesn't have any basis whatsoever and he's just kind of relying on that ephemeral, some people say many yeah. would say. It's evident that he hasn't done his homework. And you guys well know this. There's a lot of really lazy and dumb journalists. And they get credit for being way smarter than they actually are because most people won't go after him. Most are activists, not journalists, is the, is the well, issue. Well, listen, guys, this was phenomenal. It was fantastic. Awesome. Appreciate you guys for coming out. Cannot wait to do this again as things get heated. Maybe the next time we do this is when uh, our our guy from Florida announces that he's running. We'll be here. We'll both be and here. Things get go to Maybe we'll come out and do a live event at our cigar lounge and our club right next door, and we'll have a live audience of two or 300 people, and we'll do that with them and uh, make it a different show. But We're appreciate your work, guys, guys awesome. for coming out. It was great, fantastic. Really appreciate it. Thank Rob, you. Rob, if we can put the link below to any book that he would, the book he was talking about, if there is a link to it's it. It's not up yet. It's going to be out at August 8th. I'm not even supposed to talk about it yet because we haven't officially, I think April 17th, the yeah. link will go up. But what you're We're, pitching as a marketer, you're going to see this and you're going to be like, I I guarantee you're going to love it. But but put up the Clay and Buck podcast, yes. please. That link, that's, that's up link. now. That we'll, have that, we'll have that at both places. Thank you. Go down there, subscribe, listen to these folks. Not that they need more listeners, no. but you got to hear what these guys have to say. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye, bye-bye, bye-bye.